It's another episode of the Culture State Podcast being brought to you by Papa Murphy's Pizza. That's right. Every Tuesday, get any large pizza for just $10.99. That's right, $10.99. Papa what? Murphy's, change the way you pizza, Chris. Oh, I'm about to go get some pizza right now, homie. You're listening to the Culture State Podcast. Get ready. It is cold outside. I love it. I love it. I hate it. Give me more of it. I hate it. This isn't what it's about, man. Welcome to Culture State. I'm shivering Chris Lee. That (laughs) is comfortable Dennis Cox. (laughs) I'm so cold now. I hate it, man. Like, Like mornings that are below like 68 degrees are dumb. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. You know, like why? I, you know, don't get me started, Chris, because I will take the entire podcast, actually big multiple podcasts to explain why it is amazing, how it's comfortable, how you sleep better, how all those things apply. It is not comfortable. I'm not sleeping better. <laughs> I am not comfortable. I'm cold. I, I, I can barely function when it gets below like, 50 degrees or gets below like 55 degrees. It's, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's, it's really stupid. Whatever, Chris, get out of here. Anyway, I hate, I hate cold weather. There's certain things I don't like about media members either. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay. yes. We're definitely going to get into that. So our guests today, are going to have Joel Berry and KJ Smith, former UNC Tar Heel basketball players who are also going to be working now with the ACC network, which is really exciting to see that. So Chris and I, we're, we're, we should take this opportunity. Uh, there are some things uh, that other media members do, the way they ask questions or what they do, that, that really do drive us up a wall. You know what I hate? And uh, people at home who, who aren't a part of the media, you won't understand this as much. But with Zoom and the pandemic, well, I, I say with the pandemic came Zoom and came moderators. And so um, schools will actually moderate the uh, the questions and, and will call on people. I like that. Yeah. Going to ACC Media Day and getting back to the point where it's like whoever's question is the loudest and most forceful is the one that's going to get out there. Like, I absolutely hate that. And then people get testy with you. And they start <laughs> like – you just have one person. They're sitting there, and they're basically like in a fishbowl. And all of a sudden, everybody, hey, 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 coach, 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 hey, hey, coach, 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 listen, listen to me, listen to me. And this is just a shouting contest, and I hate that. Absolutely hate that. Yeah, and here's the thing: that part of it that that, that drives me nuts in that in that same context. So again, using ACC Media Day as the example. So you got Coach K or 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 Hubert Davis up at a, at, a, at a table um, at a podium. All the media members or like distance around like a, uh, like a basically like roped off area, but we're allowed to ask him questions and things like that. So again, it's just a pool of reporters. The thing that drives me nuts is that other people are trying to get their questions in and the same people are like, I want to ask a follow-up and they just randomly start jumping in and asking questions. It's like, dude, you've asked four questions already. The person right next to you is trying to ask one, let him ask or let him or her ask a question that, that drives me up a wall. It's like, have some respect for the other people that are also trying to do their jobs. Yep. And the same thing in that context is that if someone asks a question 
that's basically the exact same as yours, don't just reword the same question. He or she just answered it. It's like, come up with something new. I'm like, okay, you have maybe a different point of view on this. I I kind of agree with you, but for, for television purposes, right? Um, when, when you're looking, and, and here's the thing that makes television a little bit different than radio and print. Um, and because I know sometimes and, and coming from all three worlds, I understand why you say that. And then I understand why you reword a question for a television purpose, because sometimes you're just kind of listening for the best soundbite. And even though they answered it, they may not have answered it the right way. So like, for instance, Matt Rule, Coach K is like this. They'll mm-hmm. start something and then they'll start to make the point and then they'll circle back to something else and, and, and yeah. like completely change. And so that's a lot of different editing. Sometimes you just need that clean 10 second soundbite. And so you ask something maybe in a, in a different way to maybe get them to to approach it in a different way so you can get that soundbite. So I get that. It is annoying, but I do. But, you know, for television purposes, I get that. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go off. Go off. It's just yeah, it's just it's just things like that. At least for me personally, it's just kind of like no wonder Coach K is getting annoyed. He just got asked <laughs> the same question five times in a row from five different people just with a slightly different word. He's like, Coach, um, what are your thoughts on your upcoming season, your final season? Uh, Coach, um, this is your last season. What are your thoughts on it? It's th- that was the exact same question. <laughs> Literally, the same question. <laughs> and he's like, shake his head like, he's like, I just answered that. You know? You know what and I hate? Then, yeah, anyway. I, I hate the talk about, right? Oh, Where yeah. it's not not a yes. question. Hey, coach, um, you guys are about to start a new season. And uh, I know that you have a lot of great recruits. And uh, you're probably excited to uh, to coach those recruits. Talk about that, will you? What's the question? There's no question. What's the question? There's no question. What's up with this talk about mess? Yeah. I hate that. I, it drives me the wall. Or just even just making a statement and expecting the, a player or coach to continue on after you make a statement. Hey, that was a big win over a conference opponent today. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I agree to your statement. Yes. It's just little things like that drive me up. And you know what's even funnier is I, I've heard media members complain about other media members not asking questions and just making statements, and then they themselves just make statements and don't ask questions. It's like, uh, what, what are we doing here, people? I, I always try and when I do interviews, try and keep the question open, direct, but short. You know, uh, like for example, like we are in our previous episode where we we're at ACC tip off, just asking guys like. Hubert Davis, Kevin Keats, Manny Bates. Hey, what makes North Carolina bat like what makes basketball in the state of North Carolina so special? Boom. That's it. Open-ended go. That's, that's I something I could get better with because I do kind of ask long-winded questions, which I hate it when other people do that. <laughs> that's the thing. Like I do the thing that I don't like, um, where you uh try to show how much you know about the person before you yeah. actually ask the question yeah so uh coach k you you've coached uh 42 years at duke and uh 47 overall and your wife's name is mickey and you have three daughters and uh <laughs> you also have a son-in-law that uh that works uh in radio as well he used to be a coach and he does some uh work with espn as well and your uh your grandson is a uh, is a ninja warrior competitor on the junior age so how do you feel about the season <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff what was all of that not for even, not even relevant what not was even. all of that for it's, it's just a contest to show how much you know 
And yeah. the crazy thing about it is I do that. <laughs> so the very thing I hate is something that I do. <laughs> hey, well, it's just, it's such what everybody else does it though. You are not bad. I like, trust me. You what what you just did, I've never heard you do. So I think you're you're good. You're good right now. But it also when I, let's say for example, when I listen into a, a, a different like a different sports talk show or just even just a radio show, and I, I want to hear an interview with somebody, right? And I know okay, this is like a ten minute window. I get to listen to this this conversation with someone, and I hear whomever the host is like opine for two minutes before they ask the next question, and they also will ask a basically a yes or no type question as opposed to something open-ended. And then it's like, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm tuning in to hear your guests, not you, you know, not right now, at least. So it's just like little things like that. It just can drives me. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of different things. And I would honestly say there are certain members of the media. Um, you know, we stand next to them all the time. It, but it makes me understand. You, like, you might like them personally, but you understand why people don't like <laughs> to answer questions from the media just yeah. by the way that they go about it. It's like, uh, I like you so much. You're you're one of my homies, but I completely get why, you know, you make people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I, yes. Like I completely get it. I don't want to get too far in depth just in case people listen to it. I don't want the and be like, they talk about me. What? But you know, it's a, it's well. there. It happens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it definitely does happen. Um, it's, it's amazing just to kind of see how some people go through their processes. And, and look, we're not perfect. We're not perfect at all. I, I mean, I, I stumble through stuff. I'll ask long questions at times. Um, you know, but you, yeah, you always want to try and put your question into context and things like that, but it's, you know, ask your question, pay attention, keep it moving. I'll say this on the other end too. Um, as far as if you are being interviewed, mm-hmm. I hate somebody who's who's dry the entire time yeah. because the interview actually does benefit you. Like it might get tiring. You might get asked a lot of the same oh, questions, yeah. different ways or whatever. But at the end of the day, it benefits you. Think about Joel Berry. Think about, you know, KJ Smith, who we'll hear from in, in a bit. You know, these guys were uh, engaging in their interviews in college. And now all of a sudden. They're on network television, right? You see yeah. how that works. And, yep. and so, you know, there's a chance for, you know, you, if you're a sports star to, you know, take that and flip it. When I would go to back when, and back in the day, when you used to be able to go into uh, locker rooms of NFL games after a game, you know, before COVID and everything hit. Um, one of the more engaging athletes uh, that played for the Carolina Panthers was Greg Olson. Greg yeah. was always willing to answer your question, no matter how outlandish or dumb he may have thought it was. And he gave a thoughtful uh, answer and he always made time. It's no shock that there was a bidding war for Greg, Greg Olson after he was done playing football. And for now sure. he's with Fox as an analyst doing games. That is, that is, that is no surprise. So this is my free PR advice to anybody out there, whether you're an athlete or you know whatever else. If you're going to say yes to an interview, if you're going to be interviewed, do not be dry and, and think of that as a, as a tryout for more interviews in the future. Because the more somebody enjoys interview you, uh, interviewing you, the more you'll be invited back on to do things and the more opportunities that will open up for your brand, for you know your career later on, whatever it may be. So that's just a free little PR tip for people out there. 
Another person that comes to mind, Chris, before we get to Joel and, and KJ Smith, is someone I actually get to work with a couple times or a few times, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee was a punter at West Virginia and then punted for and kicked for a long time with the Indianapolis Colts. Awesome, engaging personality, fun and engaging on social media. Now he's one of the biggest sports media personalities out there right now. He's done work with 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 um with ESPN. He now mm-hmm. does commentary on SmackDown for WWE and he mm-hmm. has his daily show as well. All because he's just a fun and engaging personality. It's like he's he's admitting himself like, yeah, I was a punter. You know, like I was the least athletic guy out there on the field, but he also understood that his personality and using social media could take him places. And that's exactly what he did. He left his career early. Could he could still be playing right now? He's only a year younger than us. He's 34 was one of the best to ever do it, walked away from it because he wanted to pursue this passion. So, yeah, if you use your platform and your personality, it can take you places. Absolutely. And and I really uh, hate how certain athletes and certain artists, uh, when they get interviewed, they're just so dry. Like, so your your album, you know, it's just it's out now. Uh, there's some really deep tracks on it. What is the inspiration for that? Well, I want to make good music. It's, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just real life. You know, that's just what I'll do. I just keep it real. <laughs> okay, Snooze Fest. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Well, now I'm not going to want to go buy your album now. Or, right. You, know, you convince nobody. Exactly. It, that's, it's also called sales. You have to sell yourself. Exactly. All is. Which is why, if you think about it, when you're watching wrestling, what is the what is one of the things about wrestling that makes it exciting? You sell it. It's it's the personalities behind it. They are selling you that fight. Why you should watch that fight. Mm-hmm. The same thing when it comes to M- MMA and boxing. People love Conor McGregor, not just because he's good in in the octagon, because he will talk his head off and he will sell you that fight. He yeah. makes you interested. Same mm-hmm. thing with Muhammad Ali. Uh, same thing with uh, what's my man that just beat um, uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah, Tyson Fury. Amazing, you know, amazing on a mic, you know, and so it's these are the this this is just a, a big lesson. This is just a big PR session. Oh, <laughs> so this is free ninety nine. We're not going to even send you an invoice. This is just you know good, you know must dos when you're when you're uh, doing an interview with somebody. Anyway, let's get off our high horse for a second. All right, let's go to Joel and KJ. Another week of the Culture State podcast and. Uh, we have to get this special guest on, Joel Berry. Of course, you know him as a national champion over at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. He also, um, you know, had a, a, a career where he was playing some some basketball, was at the, the Greensboro Swarm uh, for a little stretch and everything. So that was exciting to see. And now he's uh, working on te- television with a new job with uh, the ACC Network. So we had a chance to get him on. We wanted to get him on and talk about some basketball and his new career in television. Joe Barry, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. So first off, um, you know, how did how did the ACC Network thing come about? How did how did you actually uh, end up going and, and switching and becoming a, a media member? Now you're going to be the one asking the questions and, <laughs> and saying the things that you feel on television. Right. No, it uh, it started about uh, it happened like two years ago, um, maybe three now. But I was still playing and um, I had a guy from ESPN come to me and just ask me about, you know, what are my plans after basketball? And um, and I just told him, you know, it's I haven't thought about it at the moment, but um, 
and at that time I was still, uh, you know, heavy into basketball. So uh, that it happened then. And once I was done, that was my um, I had this contact and I reached out to him and I told him that, you know, I was interested in the offer was still on the table. So I'm I'm thankful for that. What went into the decision to fully step away from basketball and, and get into that post career life? Yeah, uh, I've always been a guy that's my parents. I mean, it started from when I was younger that, you know, to use basketball and not it, not let it use me. And so I used it very well throughout my career. Um, it has taken me all over the place. And I just got to a point where, you know, I just wanted I wanted my life to look a little bit different than being away from my family, having to travel um, to live overseas. Uh, it opened my eyes and just made me realize how um, just great that we have it here in America. So I just wanted to be here. And I knew that with my work ethic and what I could, you know, what I bring to the table and how hard I work, that I could do something else. And um, I just wanted to be here for my family. And I wanted to venture out and do something a little bit different in life. Before we talk about more of, uh, you know, what you're going to be doing for television, I do want to ask about uh, you had a couple of stints with the, the Charlotte Hornets had a chance to be on their training camp rosters and of course a little bit with the um with the Greensboro Swarm. First off, what is it like playing for for Michael Jordan? You know, he's he's the GOAT, of course, and uh, of course the biggest name to come from Carolina where you played at. Uh but then also, you know, just to be able to be a part of his uh NBA team and play uh, a little bit of basketball, you know, where you got a chance to make uh your name in in North Carolina as well. Um, you know, how how was that experience for you? It was amazing. I think, you know, just in what we do, being able to make it and say that you're a professional is is a blessing in itself. And to be able to play, uh, even if it's a short amount of time in the NBA, I mean, it's it's a blessing. So uh, being able to do that and then do it here in Charlotte with Michael Jordan being the owner, you know, I didn't really get my chance to uh, really get that time during the season like I would have. But, you know, all things happen for a reason. But just being able to be around the organization, being around the people that were in it, they have amazing people around that organization. Uh, you know, as they see, as you see, they're doing um, some big things with the young guys that they have brought in. And so just being around that organization and playing for somebody who, um, you know, that, that has Carolina ties, that's always – I'm always grateful for that. And like I said, it's always um, great to be able to say that I played professionally. Yeah, absolutely. Now, real, real quick before we go on, Chris, um, want to bring on one of your former teammates, KJ Smith, <laughs> you're going to be working with on the he made it. Network. Hey, Let's guys. Guys, this. how are you doing, man? He Show. made it. He made it. Hey, <laughs> I, I apologize for the tardiness. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought this was tomorrow, but I'm glad to be here. Joel, how you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, KJ. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, man. It's uh, no surprise, man. This is uh, this how you was at Carolina. So you good. Hey, I was never, I was never late to a practice at Carolina. I would just like to say that right now. So look, I apologize. This is a new, this is a new avenue. Hey, you was late, but you was still on time, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he was. Joel was telling us that uh, you, you were known to be a little bit late. Um, you know, at, at, at times in school. And you know what's crazy, Joel? You know, you've known me as a freshman. I've grew up a lot. I've grown up a lot, but this is a bad display of it. But I have grown up a lot. As you know, as the next three years, they looked at me as like a leader to the team. So this is me <laughs> becoming a freshman again, I guess. All good. Uh, better, better late than never, I guess, you know? Exactly. 
Um, oh, so we're actually about to get into the whole television thing. Um, you know, of course, you played at Carolina um, as well. But now you're along with Joel Berry at the uh, ACC Network, two former Tar Heel guys. And I was just about to ask him a little bit more uh, about the uh, the ACC Network thing. But how did it come about for you? How did that opportunity uh, present itself for you to have that? So for me, um, I was writing articles uh, and working for a company called On3 and just interviewing a bunch of guys, uh, writing about 50 articles a month, compare, doing player comparisons about for high school players and college players. Um, and I love the behind the scenes work, but I really wanted to kind of be more personable and, and get to know people and really speak out to a broader audience. Um, and so when the opportunity for ESPN came out, I, I kind of just – I took it and ran with it, um, you know, and it, ever since I, I had my audition um, about a, two months ago, I had a stuffy nose. I didn't know if I would be able to, you know, do it, <laughs> perform well. I took all the medicine under the sun um, and it worked mm -hmm. out. But, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much how, I, how it came about for me. So question for both of you, Joel, we'll go with you first. Now being on the media side of things as opposed to being a player, give a different perspective of the game or a different appreciation for the guys that are out there playing? Yeah. I mean, you know, we get a chance to, we've been in the interviews and everything and uh, it was always about us. And now we get to be on the opposite side and, you know, we get to, like you said, we get to ask the questions. We get to do the behind the scenes work. And, you know, KJ has been doing some of it, um this past or since he's left Carolina but you know this is my first time so I'm excited to take on a new role and to see the game from a different perspective it's uh you know it's almost like being a guy on the bench you know just being able to see the game from another another uh perspective so I'm just I'm happy to be able to do that and there's a lot of homework that goes into it so I, it's it's almost like going back to school <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah KJ you yeah. Um, so like he said, you know, it's being being on the bench um, and kind of observing. I, that was me when I got to Carolina. Um, I had so many questions because I wasn't around all the five star uh, talent my whole life. So getting to Carolina, you're around all these superstar talents. So you get to ask these questions that, you know, it's from a different perspective. Um, and so I think that's kind of the perspective I bring um, just, you know, the average average guy who's not always who wasn't the highest recruit um the but who knows a lot about basketball so that's and been around it um you know my whole life obviously you know through my dad i went to modern day high school with the winningest coach of california history then went to img prep school academy then went to pacific with damon stoudemire and then you know obviously me and joel met under roy williams the hall of fame coach so it's it's been it's been a, a hell of a journey and i'm glad to start this career path so i have a similar question to what dennis had but just on the other side like what are some misconceptions maybe you guys had about media and, and now that it being uh dispelled because you're you're now working in it like is there any times at carolina you guys like oh my god i'm tired of these dudes why are they why are they always in our business <laughs> anything like that and now you're in the, you're in the business now and do you see it differently from a, from a different standpoint right that's what i was thinking about that it's just like why are y'all asking me these questions y'all see it y'all <laughs> y'all saw it on the court y'all saw what i saw so why are y'all asking these questions so i uh you know i kind of have a a better understanding of why those questions had to be asked you know because y'all are trying to see it from our perspective so you know we y'all really can't get into our heads so 
at the time it was annoying, but now that I'm on the other side, now I have more of an appreciation for it. So that's one of the things I thought about. And I don't want to be that dude, but I'm going to have to be that dude. So. <laughs> what no, about you, KJ? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's just from the player's perspective, you know what questions are dumb questions now. So you're going to, you know, you just block out all those, like, you know, you lost today. How do you feel? Bad, obviously. You know, those questions aren't going to be asked. Um, but, yeah, it's just a different perspective. I think we're the players, so we're kind of on the player side, and they know that. All right, so give us some examples of some of those dumb questions. Like, you just gave us, like, oh, you lost. How you feel? Well, no, I feel wonderful. I just lost a game. I feel fantastic. Well, how do you think I feel? Well, One, so I just saw Hubert last week, and a question, he was like, you know, these reporters ask these cra- the craziest questions. He was like, <laughs> uh, they asked him, you know, you're the new coach of uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. What's the state of ACC basketball right now? And he's like, I don't know. I've just been in my gym. I haven't been in every gym in ACC. <laughs> you know, it's just – Stuff like that just pisses people off. <laughs> What's the yeah, craziest you, question you've been asked, Joel? Oh, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't name the amount of crazy questions have been asked. It's just like to the me for me, it was the obvious stuff that we all see. So it's like y'all turn over the ball tonight. Um, you know what would have what would have been the difference if you didn't turn over the ball? It's just like well, <laughs> you already know we would have won the game. I mean, <laughs> that simple. It's like you know, yo, you had a lot of turnovers. How can you stop? You know, stop doing it. Don't turn over the ball. It's just that simple. So it's like those kind of questions that kind of irk me a little bit. But uh, <laughs> as you look back on it, sometimes you just laugh at it. I do want to ask you guys this, though, because now that you are on this side, you you do have to remain neutral in some spots. So, you know, if it's a big game, Carolina versus NC State or Carolina versus Duke, and you guys are there covering it, and there's no cheering in the press box. They always – that's what they teach you in journalism school. There's no no cheering in the press box. How are you guys going to be able to hold it together as you're seeing your team go against – Carolina, I'm sorry, go against Duke or go against NC State or another heated rival, a, a team that you maybe didn't like to play, or Virginia or something like that, and, and keep it together and, and be a, a true media member and not show that emotion. Go Heels! No, no. No, I mean, um, you get to know these players. I think stepping away from it, there's always a mutual respect, especially within the ACC um, you know, you can root for people, but I think at the same time, our job now is to, you know, take a step back and, you know, dissect the game. And that's what, you know, as two point guards, that's what we're great at. Um, so I think, I think it won't be hard. I think, yes, we'll always kind of want a, a root for UNC or whatever, but just cause we know the guys there, but it won't be hard just to, you know, dissect the game and analyze the game from a reporting standpoint. Yeah, I I can uh, just off of what he said, you know, being able to we always had a respect for other teams, especially when Duke Carolina, you know, that's more the fans that made it that way. But for us behind the scenes, we knew a lot of those guys playing AAU. We know a lot of the guys that we played with. So and it's still like that today. But having that respect for the other teams and, you know, when we were there is, you know, that's that's what goes into it. And we're grown men now, so we know how to (laughs) We handle ourselves the right way and be able to talk, you know, from a, uh, a respect, a respective point and um, be able to 
you know, be able to cheer our team on, but, you know, at the same time, just keep it in a respectful way. Now, kind of go a little bit away from TV right now. Since, all right, Joel, you're originally from Florida, if I remember correctly, right? I am. So I want to get both of your perspectives of what it was like playing basketball here in the state of North Carolina that has such a deep and rich history. For me, it was very different. In Florida, I mean, it's a it's a football state. So for me to make it out of Florida playing basketball is very rare. We've had, you know, some people who've made it out, but uh, it's very rare to go to a big-time school. It's a little bit different today, but at the time, it was very rare. So being in North Carolina, it was great. And I got a chance in high school to come up, I think it was in Raleigh, that big tournament that they have up there. And I got a chance to play in that. And that's when I really understood, kind of got the, the understanding of what I was getting ready to go into going to Carolina. So it kind of got me ready for it to see how basketball in North Carolina, how it was. And KJ, you have a different perspective because your, your father played at, at UNC. So what was, the, what was it like for you originally starting at Pacific and coming all the way out to North Carolina to play? Yeah, I mean – the biggest thing for me was just the fan base is ridiculous uh, between all schools out there. Um, but I remember going to the mall and, you know, people recognizing you like, oh, you just transferred. Oh, you know, that was not happening anywhere. I don't care if you're in like if I, I lived in L.A. So um, I was never getting recognized in the mall in L.A. There, there, you know, there's everybody out here. But you go to uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina and. You know, there's 22,000 people that pack up an arena every game. I, that was unheard of for me. Um, so it was it was just an unbelievable experience. KJ, I, I do want to know uh, about, you know, your audition and, and what types of tips you got from your dad. And and what is he, uh, you know, I guess, teaching you about, I guess, the this world of, of media right now? Well, yeah. So my when I went for my audition, I was extremely nervous. Um, but he kind of just told me, look, be yourself. Uh, cause you know, if you, it's, if you sell yourself, you know, your knowledge that you have, it'll, it'll display through the screen. Um, and I think the one note he gave me was just show emotion, you know, be overly emotional because, um, you really care about it. And that's what people want to see. Is there anyone awesome, in, in broadcasting that either you two looked up to possibly, or maybe had, you know, studied or admired? Until I was getting ready to do this job, I really didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, to be honest, but now that you know that I'm going into this role as I watch college football right now, I just try to look at how the guys are talking, you know, at the halftime shows. And it it just takes on a different perspective for me now. Um, now that I'm getting ready to go into it. So I pay a little bit more attention to it now than I usually, you know, when I just am watching just to watch, but it takes on a different role now and takes on a different meaning. So just being able to watch those guys while they're in, you know, deep in their season right now, just trying to pick up, you know, some tips and what they're doing and how they're, uh, you know, coming across and what, how they're articulating what they're seeing out on the field and, um, and stuff like that. So uh, it, it takes on a different meaning now. All right, so before we started recording, um, you know, and we were waiting for KJ. It's, it's not a little dig or anything. I just wanted to we, – we were just getting a chance to talk to, to Joel, and he was telling us about what he has going on in his life. And uh, he's working on some big-time uh, 
things in the finance world. So uh, tell people who are listening about that, like, you know, what you're doing now and what the plans are for you in, in the finance world. Also, because TV, I mean, a network television job is your part time job, which is amazing to say. <laughs> but uh, now but in your full time job, you're also there trying to make some other people some money. Yeah, it's uh, I got blessed with being able to get into the role that I'm um, starting in will be associate for financial advisor as I learn the ropes. Uh, of the financial world and investments and uh, studying to get my license to become a financial advisor, if that's what I want to do one day, which I think I do. But um, so, yeah, I'm doing that right now and um, studying my tail off and just trying to do what I can. But I will be going into that role. And so I'm excited. So I got a lot on my plate right now, but uh, I like being busy. I like being able to do things. And the biggest thing is I know one day that I'll be able to help somebody in their families reach the goals that they want to reach. So KJ, you take your portfolio over to Joel. Yeah, there it, up over there. there it is. There it is. Right, right. <laughs> so what, what got you into uh, into that? Um, and, and what excites you about the, the financial world and, and wanting to just be more a part of that and uh, the investing portion of it? Right. So when I, when I got, when we went into uh, quarantine during the, when COVID first hit, um, my wife had signed us up for a TD Ameritrade account. And so ever since then, since I've been studying it, it kind of interests me a little bit. And once I got done playing, um, actually one of my, my in-laws uh, uh, introduced me to a guy that works at Truist. And from there, it just hit off. And I was so grateful to be able to be in that position to meet him. And so from then on, I was like, you know, this is something I, I was interested in in the past, but it really didn't have a meaning to it. I was just doing it to pass by the time. And um, so when this opportunity came, I, I I had to jump on it and I'm so happy that I did. So I'm very excited. KJ, what's your world post uh, school looking like outside of, uh, you know, working with t television? Yeah. So um, I like I said, I was writing articles. Um, I stopped doing that up to last week. Um, I was doing ESPN socials last week. So right now I'm just trying to figure out. Um, study as much as I can. Um, I'm not quite ready for Joel's uh, investment because maybe I just have ESPN right now. So <laughs> maybe I don't need, I, I could manage my money right now. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm putting a lot of work in just studying basketball. Um, and, you know, we start in January, um, but, it, you know, people th might think that's a long time away, but it does take a lot of practice. Um, and there's a lot of stuff I didn't know about the ACC that I want to be able to know before I go on TV and, uh, you know, really speak my mind um, about this sport and, uh, you know, represent my family and, you know, everybody uh, that helped me get to this step. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, practice and studying I'm going into uh, for this. All right, guys, well, put on your analyst hat right now and, and tell us about the North Carolina Tar Heels. Like, what, what do they have going for them this year? What, what are you worried about? Like, we want to hear all, all the analysts right now. You can get ready for it. This is the, the training wheels for you get to uh, ESPN. Do it there. Joel, do you want to go first or me? You can go ahead. All right. Uh, well, I saw them last week. I went to a practice. Um, they look completely different as far as an offensive standpoint. So they have – Instead of the two traditional bigs or multiple uh, traditional bigs, they have just one in Armando Baycott. Uh, they have shooting fours, um, and everybody on the team can shoot a three, including Armando. He made a, a he made a three in their 
blue-white game at, at late night with Hubert Davis. Um, so it's going to be interesting. You know, they have a new year with a uh, new head coach with Hubert Davis. You know, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, but they have the talent to be the top of the ACC. That's that's my take. Okay. I'm excited. It's a new era in Carolina, and – it, it's it, it will be weird, but I'm I'm excited because I know the passion that Coach Davis has, and I know you guys have probably seen all the interviews and the stuff on Instagram. And every time Coach Davis shows up, it's always passion. Every time he talks, he's all it, it sounds like he's about to cry, but it, but it's because he's just so passionate about everything that he does. So that in itself just makes me excited. But I didn't get a chance to get the late night um like KJ did and see them, but just from what I've been hearing from outside, you know, talking to people that it's totally different in how they, how Coach Davis has restructured this roster with, you know, having the one traditional big and everybody everybody else being able to spread, uh, spread out and shoot the ball. And it's just the way the game has, has changed. And it's no knock on Coach Williams' offense, but, you know, you have to be able to shoot the three ball and you have to spread the court to allow your other your your point guards and your guards to be able to get in the lane. Um and so I'm I'm excited for them and like I said it's just a whole new era that I think will be different for everybody and that's what's exciting for me and like KJ said you're going to have your ups and downs but you know people just have to stay patient and just know that this is a work in progress and um be ready for the change. Absolutely. My final question for both of you is, we'll start with you, KJ. What was your reaction when Coach Williams stepped down and Huber got hired? Um, well, it happened. It wasn't right away. So when Roy uh, retired, uh, I, it was April Fool's Day, so I thought it was a joke. Yeah, we um, all did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, was, I was in complete shock. Um, but I was I was happy for him because he felt that he made the right decision. Um, but it was, for me, it was mostly just, um, I couldn't believe it. Um, and it also included me being the last, uh, class to have him as a head coach. So it was, it was very, you know, I, I take pride in that, um, that he was my coach for coach Davis. I couldn't be happier. I don't think, um, anybody, I think, I think he was a perfect person for the job. I think it was, it was right for him. You know, the kids love him. And they're going to play hard for him. And I'm just happy for who he is as a person and as a man. I think he's going to be a great coach. Well, let's just start off by saying y'all can't say it's a joke because that's my birthday. I was born on April 4th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fellow Aries. Okay. Fellow okay. Aries. Yeah. Yeah. So I was born. So when I heard it, I was like, there's no way coach would do this on my birthday. <laughs> oh, he took your day. Yeah, he took my day from me. Like that was my day when everybody was supposed to tell me happy birthday. And all I all I got was people calling me, hey Joe, is this uh, about coach true? I'm like, yeah, but do you know it's my birthday though, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of yeah, but it, it it was it was definitely something that caught me by surprise when everybody was calling me and asking me. Everybody thought, like y'all said, it was an April Fool's joke. I mean, on Twitter, it was like, is this real? So it really didn't feel real. Um, and it's just crazy that, um, you know, that uh, I just I didn't see it happening. And but like KJ said, the fact is that I'm excited for I'm excited for Coach Davis. So 
it was a surprise, but you know, I could I could kind of see it with Coach Williams and how things were going. He's the I feel like he was the last person that could have dealt with the NIL just by the way, you know, him being more old school. Um, and so that's hard. I mean, you know, he he's all about the team. And so some of those things with the NIL, you know, it can mess with team chemistry. But um, you know, I just feel like uh it, it was something that you could pop, you could kind of see coming, but you just didn't want to accept the fact that it was true. Mm. Well, um, I'm, I'm sorry you had to spend your birthday that way. <laughs> but, yeah. It's all good. It's more of an honor that I, mean, <laughs> I can always look back and say he retired on my birthday. So, yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken, um, I believe he accepted the job on April 1st. If I'm wow. not mistaken, I have to go back and look that up. But like on on the day or the year that or was it that Matt Doherty was fired on April 1st? It was something like that. Wow. But something like that on April 1st with, with his transition ended up happening. Uh, I, I've got to go back and look that up. But it was That'd be like pretty that. cool if that happened. Yeah. Hey, Kerry, I want to ask a question. Did he go out and kiss the court? I heard he. he yeah. So I asked him. I asked him last week about that. So I was um, it was our last home game and he kissed the court and everybody thought he knew he was going to retire. Um, yeah. and I didn't see, I didn't see him kiss the court. I, I saw him like knock on the court, but I didn't see him kiss the court, but he was basically saying that all year we didn't get to have fans at home at all, but we won every game at home that year, Wow! but one, I believe. And so, you know, our last game, we were down 20 against Florida state and it was our one game we had fans at. And, uh, at halftime, coach Davis gave a great speech, motivated everybody. And we came back and won the game. And if fans weren't there, we wouldn't have won that game. So mm. he, at the end, he kissed the floor because we had such a good – it was such a crazy year, but we had such a, a good uh, home record at home. So he was just thankful that we had such a, a great year at home. It had nothing to do with him retiring. I, so we – at the news station, we got a lot of questions about that too because people saw that. And, um, and honestly, at the time, I was telling people, I was like, I mean, I think – Roy is, is signed like for like the next eight years. I, I could see Coach K retiring before he's retired. He's gonna be around here. Yeah. I didn't see I didn't I didn't make anything of it because I did see that. And then, you know, just a few days later, you know, you you hear it and it comes out. And you know, we thought it was an April Fool's joke at first, too. We had to, you know, try to call and confirm everything with everybody, but uh it was definitely a wild, uh a wild few days between that and Hubert Davis accepting the job. So um, but you know, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I know you guys are excited to see where it goes. It's your alma mater, uh, for sure. And I'm excited to see you guys on the ACC network, uh, and, and doing, you know, good jobs there. Uh, tell everybody, I guess, when you guys will be on television, what shows you guys are going to be working with and what your roles will be. So I'll be, I, we both start in January, uh, but I'll be on the nothing but net show with Carlos Boozer, uh, Carlos Boozer um and uh luke hancock so um yeah I'm, I'm excited about that i think uh having that north carolina duke uh and then you know a louisville in there and then two mops from the national championship i mean it's a lot of it's a lot of clout on that show so <laughs> absolutely so i'll be on tuesdays uh with kelsey griggs we're going to be doing the half times of uh games and post game show and then on wednesday i'm going to be on like an open court type show going to be more relaxed uh we're just going to be kind of sitting on chairs and just talking basketball nice looking forward to it can't wait to yeah. see it and I, I definitely now that we know your birthday um I, i'm sure that mop national championship year was the best birthday present ever right 
Oh yeah, it was amazing, man. The the my sophomore year, it was kind of like, dang, that was a terrible birthday gift. Um, <laughs> but we came back around and um made up for it. And uh it was always a blessing to be able to make it past my birthday because I knew that we were playing amazing basketball. So um it was great, and that's something I'll always remember. But now I got Coach Williams retiring, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good luck to you guys. I can't wait to watch you guys for sure. And, uh, you know, we'll be watching and rooting for you uh, here as well. And so uh, and then we'll also try to get you guys back on, too, when things start getting heated back up in the ACC so we can uh, talk about some ACC hoops with you guys. Joe Barry and KJ Smith, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Yep, thank you, guys. All right, Dennis, I really enjoyed that chat with uh, KJ Smith and also Joel Barry. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting to see where they're going in life. You know, I absolutely thought that Joel Berry would be playing basketball for a few more years, but uh, it felt like, you know, he he's at peace with his decision. And he's yeah. now at this point where he can talk about basketball and he also can, uh, you know, make a lot of money in the finance world, too. So, you know, shout outs to him and uh, shout outs for him, uh, you know, having a growing family as well and, and starting to leave his uh, his legacy for sure. Yeah, th it, those two those two young guys, engaging personalities, a lot of fun, just a lot of a lot of charisma that coming from the two of them. I think those two are going to do really really well. Um, starting off with the with the ACC network, and then I, yeah, their their careers I think are definitely going to continue to grow for sure. Um, and yeah, Joel Berry, it's hard to step away from 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 a sport, you know, and, you know something mm -hmm. that you can possibly do at a professional level whether it's in the in the G League here in the States or playing overseas, it's like, you know what? Time to move forward. Time to take that next step. And it takes a lot of guts because a lot of people don't know when to make that call. And like yeah. you said, he seems like he's at peace with it and he's happy. And he uh, sounded like somebody that wanted to – he wanted to dictate when he was done instead of letting the game dictate when he was done. And, and so many times yeah. you see people kind of hang on to mm -hmm. something and they're they're trying so hard to make sure that it they can stick with it and then it just kind of gets sad after a moment you know i don't want to name any names but you know i've known a few wrestlers like that <laughs> and it's like yeah we love you but like come on it's funny how they still keep showing up imagine that <laughs> um, we won't get into that but oftentimes at least when it comes to athletes i will wrap up here oftentimes with athletes your retirement from the game, at least from a like truly competitive level, is chosen for you. You don't choose it yourself. Mm. Like for me, my my competitive career ended with my final game. Uh, it was my final regular season game my senior year. We ended in a three-way tie for the final two spots of our conference tournament. We were the third team that was left out. It was just because of the tie-breaking stuff. My, my, my career was ended for me. I didn't get a yeah. chance. I mean, yeah, I could still go play club and things like that. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. So, yeah, my career was ended for me. So the fact that someone got to go out there and end their career on their own terms in terms of I'm stepping away because I want to, not because I have to or I'm being told I have to. It, it, it's uh, it's not something a lot of people get. Well, I, I kind of walked away from wrestling on my own terms in a way, but other life decisions kind of. Force yeah. that on me, which is why I do want to go back, you know, just to have a few more matches that I feel like I should have had. And uh, and then just to say, like, OK, I'm good. I'm good with yeah. it. I can walk away. Exactly. And but here's the thing. That door is still open for you. Like for me, like 
I'm not good enough to play pro lacrosse. Um, so it's just, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, you're good you, enough in my heart. Darn right. I am. <laughs> this is the awkward part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, this is the loving and caring portion of the podcast. <laughs> I feel like we just stared into each other's eyes right there. We did for, for those folks that are, that are watching. <laughs> yeah. For those listening, they heard it. Trust me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Culture State Podcast. This is where we wrap it up, B. And uh, go ahead. Yo, this is real simple, B. Yeah, just wrap it up. Hope you guys give us five stars, uh, positive vibes, you know, all that good stuff. Make sure you follow us at Chris Lee TV, uh, at The Fan Rookie, at Culture State Pod, all that good stuff. And the thing is, we're consistent on all of our platforms, so you can find us there. Uh, you know, with Twitter and Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Also, while you're there, make sure you follow our sponsor at Papa Murphy's on Twitter and on Instagram. That's right. Papa Murphy's Pizza, our wonderful sponsor here at the Culture State Podcast. Every Tuesday, get any large pizza for just $10.99. Papa Murphy's. Can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? Say it. Change the way you pizza, baby. Like that. And we out. The Culture State Podcast part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network with new shows coming out every Wednesday. Download and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts, including the WREL Sports Fan app.